0: Hello and welcome to the Missing Peace podcast. I'm your host, Becca, and here we talk about everything related to how we can reconnect to ourselves to live the life we truly want. I am passionate about helping people come back to themselves, feel comfortable in their own skin and find inner peace, freedom and fulfillment. I hope that listening to this podcast can inspire you to start your own journey to find the missing piece within. hey everybody welcome back to another episode of the missing piece podcast my name is becca i am the host on the show and today we have a lovely guest called nicola fisher who is a writer and Hopefully this is recording okay, I hope I don't have to record this again, but I felt very inspired to record this intro under the, well, next to the tree that uh, we actually talk about within this podcast because both of us are, are very much, yeah, really connected to nature. So I thought I'd record it under the tree that I mentioned in the podcast as Nicola does the same thing as well. And this conversation, I mean, it really spoke to me when I listened back to it because it's it's very similar, you know, Nicola talks a lot about similar things to me about reconnecting to yourself and the importance of living at a gentle pace or the importance of living at what feels right for you and then creating your life from this place. She talks about the essence map as well, which is really a map in which we are returning to ourselves and how pivotal change in our lives, how endings can bring such beautiful new beginnings. So we talk a lot about this. We talk about how writing and journaling, connecting to nature can be so, so powerful so I hope you enjoy this episode and you know if you like it I would love it if you could share it rate it review it you get a free surrender meditation as well if you do that and yeah I just hope that you get what you need from this and of course like I said just share with whoever you feel may benefit as well so we can get the word of the podcast out thank you very much everybody and enjoy the episode Hi Nicola, welcome to the Missing Piece podcast. It's a real pleasure to have you here. So I would love it if you could just share with our audience who it is that you are, what it is that you do, and I guess how you've got to where you are now. Yeah, hi
1: Rebecca. Well, thanks for having me on, I appreciate it. Um, I've kind of got to where I am from a a whole range of different places. Um, I started out doing business advising, I worked in Manchester and in April 2019, I decided that I wanted to forge my own path. I wanted to do something different. So I quit my day job and I started working for myself and doing my own thing. At the beginning, I thought that I was going to go down the writing path and that was sort of what I had in my mind. But I talked to somebody and she was doing almost exactly what I wanted to do. And we had a great conversation and I still follow her today. And after that, I thought, well, I can't do what she's doing because that will just be a copy. So I ended up going off doing all sorts of other things. I did self-employed business advising. I've done website creation because I've done that for nearly 30 years as well. Um and I started doing um e-courses and groups talking about something that I've come up with called the Essence Map. So I was doing all of that and I was talking about living at a gentler pace, which was very much why I wanted to leave my day job. I wanted to have a life that was lived at a different pace that allowed me to spend time outside and doing photography and all the things that I really missed when I was doing a Monday to Friday day job. So um, I started doing all of that and the living at a gentler pace is something that underpins everything that I do but it was it was a bit of an uphill struggle. I think there were a few people that got it but there were a lot of people that didn't get it at all, and the essence map was something that also felt a bit like that. but I kept going, and you know I ended up doing a lot of business advising and then last year in April, I came across a tool called Obsidian and it's a note taking app, and it took me down these rabbit holes where I started finding out about something called PKM, personal knowledge management and second brain. And it just absolutely lit me up. It was one of the best things that I'd come across. And I'm a real geek. I'm a real techie. My background is very internet related. And I would stay up at night setting up my digital garden with obsidian I'd write notes and I'd see what else I could do with it and it's one of those tools it can either be very vanilla or you can make it very bespoke but it was a starting point for introducing me to all sorts of different things to do with note-taking it led me on to writing and I came across a few people like David Perell who talked about writing with abundance and how if you have this body of notes and these thoughts that you've already written down you're not starting with a blank page you're actually starting with something which was a bit of a game changer for me and then in in October November I did um ship 30 for 30 which was about writing atomic essays. And then it just, I don't know, it seemed to go through an evolution. I went on to Medium then as well to publish these atomic essays. And then it started taking on a bit of a life of its own. I was writing more. um, I was getting some feedback. I published some stuff about Obsidian and One post in particular went sort of a little bit nuts, which was great. So I wrote some more um, and then I started earning a bit of income on Medium and it was just, I saw it as a bit of an indicator that actually this is something that you could do. This was what I always wanted to do. So I started paring down other things and started focusing on my writing as my main priority and I also started writing about the essence map, so all the things that I'd been doing up till then and I'd had a small group of people who kind of got it um it was It was almost saying, "Well, if you write about it, you can still write about the essence map in a gentler pace, but it's just a different um a different medium to share that information." So, yeah, it kind of started to make more sense because I didn't want to lose all of that because it's something that was really important. But, um, yeah, it was how did how did I make the most of it and actually talk about it more and more effectively? So that really brings you to where I am now. Um, So I'm still in the early stages of being a writer, really.
0: Well, thank you very much for sharing. And I've have written loads of notes because I know we talked about them briefly, but because I've never really looked into writing, to me, I, you know, I, I don't know what Obsidian is and, and, and note-taking and different things like this. So I would love it if you'd be able to just share a little bit more about that. And I guess, is this something that we could use as people who maybe don't even want to be writers? You know, we just want to kind of, I guess yeah explore it as more part of our creative but not necessarily professional um approach is this something we could we could benefit from oh yeah
1: I mean if you think of something like Evernote I think most people will know of Evernote and they've probably used it obsidian is in that ballpark but it just has more functionality it's it's kind of again it's a bit like a blank canvas so you Um, download Obsidian and you've got the mobile app as well and then you open up a vault which is where all your documents and your notes will go and then it's entirely up to you how you want to do that so you know some people have it very organized using like the Dewey Decimal System or the Johnny Decimal System and other people will literally just use it as a bucket where you put all this information in so it's not just what you write It's things like Kindle Highlights, it's, I use an app called Matter, there's Readwise or Pocket, all of the things that you might save or you want to have as a reference or quotes, it can all go in there and you can add hashtags to things and then it creates this sort of network of connected notes. So that's why they call it your second brain because you know, you might write about, um, well, say you write about dogs. So you might have an article about German Shepherd dogs or you might have another one about training dogs. And if you hashtag them with dogs, then all that content will join together and then you'll be able to go from one thing to another. And it's a bit like the Internet when I first got on it going back. Oh, when would it be? 1994 or something like that um no it'd be a bit later but around about then 30 years ago um it was the websites then were just a series of links so you'd go on a website you'd click on a link and that would take you to another website and then you'd before you'd finish you'd gone down all these rabbit holes and obsidian is very much like that it's a bit like a wiki where you've got all this information, but you can, you can upload documents. So for example, at the weekend, I scanned all my recipes that were on paper and they'd been pulled out of magazines. And I've got a folder with all my recipes in for my baking. Um, I've got client stuff on there. I've got work related stuff on there. Um, I've got different, um, kind of website content that i publish um using obsidian so you can have a published digital garden as well but yeah you can use it people use it in all sorts of different ways and you can go from the very simple basic obsidian out of the box and then you can add all sorts of plugins and make it very complicated and very techy so you know there's something for everybody but um yeah it's it was a massive game changer for me
0: Mm. no that's really interesting the first thing that kind of comes to mind to me for obsidian is it can probably i imagine be a really quite a useful tool for you know many of us who feel i guess very busy and we have a lot of information And i know me myself i screenshot stuff all the time and then it just ends up left in a you know in a folder on my phone i i never go back to it but i wanted that at the time so i guess obsidian must be a really great way of that kind of gentle organizing and you know like i said as busy people it must be really useful in order for us to kind of even gain more time i guess because we've been able to keep everything in one place know that it's there find it and save our time rather than having to look everywhere for it whilst also not losing the stuff that we were interested in along the way so i can imagine even in that way it must yeah. be useful
1: as well yeah i mean i do all of that i you know, I screenshot a lot of stuff. Um, I have a few different extensions in Google. So if I come across something, I can add it to Obsidian. um, And then it goes into a sort of inbox. And then I can process it and add some hashtags, or file it in a particular folder. Um, But yeah, it's really great for that.
0: Mm, no, that's really cool. I'm definitely think I'm going to be getting this now. <laughs> yeah. um, so I know that a couple of other things that you mentioned um, as well. So we talk about the essence map, which we will go into in a little second. But um, I really like the way that you share that you know this change in your journey towards becoming a writer seems to be really quite based on the on the gentler pace. It was you wanting to create that life that you really wanted to live at a more gentle pace and. And then, of course, you're saying that you met somebody who was doing something that you then thought, I can't do that because somebody else is doing, you know, something very similar. So and then you've ended up back at it. Mm. Was there anything that kind of, helped you along that journey where you got to a place where you go actually yeah you know just because it sometimes it might look the same it could be anything I guess I want to be a writer or I want to um yeah set up my own any kind of business and we all go but somebody else is already doing it Mm. what kind of got you through that process of realizing that I guess you have your own uniqueness and and your own um unique things to share how
1: did you kind of get to that place I think it's just I kept coming back to the same point So I kept coming back to, I really want to write, I really want to write, and I've probably done that two or three times in the past couple of years, and then, you know, I came back to it after last year, and it was, I really want to write, but I think I learned a lot last year as well, which helped. Um, But, you know, the things that I write about are very different to Helen, who is the lady that you know i've followed for a long time and even though we both write we're both extremely different in what we we cover and what we talk about um so i suppose you know the writing is what we've got in common but i think it was just i kept hitting against this wall saying i'm just i've come back again to this point i still i'm still thinking about i want to write um and then finally i i kind of went I think that's really what I want to do. And I think as well, um, you know, you you try and do things. And, you know, as a business advisor, I saw a lot of businesses trying to do things and then having to pivot. And, you know, you start down a particular path and think, this is where I want to be going. But sometimes you're just heading off in the wrong direction. And I think, you know, I did everything with the best of intentions but you know I've had to have had to come at it from a different angle Mm,
0: yeah so it's kind of yeah been that journey of you always coming back to to what it is that's calling to you really Mm. but at the same time keeping that sort of flexibility as to how it might it might pan out I guess
1: yeah and I think as well you know some of it goes back to these stories that we tell ourselves um Mm. you know when I was at school My English teacher really didn't rate my writing. I don't think I ever got an A in English. It was always like B, maybe B plus, maybe B minus. Um, And I think, you know, sometimes we think about stuff like that too much and it holds us back. And, you know, this kind of digital and online writing that I'm interested in is very different to the writing that we're taught at school. But that whole message had stuck with me and again you know yeah. you think oh well you know she'd just laugh at me if I said I wanted to be a writer um so yeah there was there was an element of that as well um and that was one of the reasons I think over the years why I've never taken wanting to write seriously <laughs> This is just a quick
0: interruption to say that, well, I I can't even believe I'm saying this, but I will have launched my one-on-one coaching and guided personalized meditations by the time you listen to this. I'm so excited for both to share these both with you. So the one-on-one coaching is a three-month program and really I help work with people who are feeling lost, who are feeling disconnected from themselves. Maybe you feel discontent in your life and you don't know why. Maybe you're trying to bring change into your life maybe you feel anxious or you feel busy all the time or stressed Whatever it is, I'm here to help guide you back to yourself, back to the own best teacher that you have, which is within you. We balance your mind, body and soul. We get to the root of these limiting beliefs and anything that's kind of holding you back. And we get clear on what it is that you want to bring in because we connect to that deeper part of you. So if you're looking for that kind of change, maybe you're wanting to, yeah, just bring something different into your life. Maybe you want to feel better about yourself, increase your self-worth, whatever it is, get in touch. And uh, yeah, also if you do sign up for my free recorded masterclass and workbook on returning to peace and confidence, which will also be linked in the show notes, then you get an exclusive discount on there for the one-on-one coaching and the meditations. So the meditations are a personalized meditation around 10 minutes long and... All that really involves you doing is filling in a little form where you share what it is, where you're at in life right now, what it is that you're wanting to bring in. And I use that information alongside any preferences you have about meditation a lot. And I use that with my intuition to create a meditation specific for you. And I wanted to make them really affordable. So do check them out. You can find them in the show notes below as well. And also, like I said, if you sign up for that free, recorded masterclass then there is a discount on that well thank you very much guys and let's get back to the episode mm, yeah our it's that kind of conditioning the different experiences that we've had when younger can really have an effect I had a very similar one when it came to um speaking in front of people and I had a teacher I was doing a, a rehearsal for a school and I was I decided I wanted to do a solo so I was doing that on the stage in front of the whole school and it was just just the So it was just the school not anyone else at that point um but this teacher then stood up and she said she called me beetroot bex because i'd gone red and then from then on i really struggled with speaking in front Mm. of a crowd and even for the podcast and you know it still comes up every now and again but it's as though we have to become quite aware of of you know potentially our experiences that have shaped these Mm. beliefs in our mind don't we so um yeah it, it can be really difficult so would you mind just sharing now about the essence map how that came to being um yeah
1: where you got the inspiration for that and really i guess uh, all about it <laughs> <laughs> um well the essence map started coming together um partly in my mid 30s i started thinking about it and journaling about it um i got married the day before my 30th birthday and we separated the month before my 31st birthday and it had quite an impact on me because um i'd had this idea that i was going to be married maybe have a couple of children a happy family life and it's it sort of changed the direction that i thought my life was going to take um so you know i was I was still um, 30. um, And, you know, my marriage was over. And I think, you know, the whole of the essence map is about pivotal moments. Although, you know, I can only say this in hindsight, I didn't understand this at the time. But how those pivotal moments change you, and they put you on a track that you're meant to be on. And sometimes I call it a kick in the seat of the pants because we don't voluntarily go down these paths, and sometimes things will force us to go down paths. So somehow I started thinking about that in my 30s. I used to go to a park in Manchester at the weekends with my camera, and I'd be there for five hours taking photographs, and I started finding myself going into a state of kind of being in flow where you'd become just really focused on what you were doing and unaware of everything else around you you're just thinking about the photograph the shot the camera what you were looking for and I started noticing this happening more and more and I started calling it zero points because it was as though everything was in alignment everything was. Perfect, and you were sort of in this place of no place. So I was conscious of that happening, so I was writing about that as well, but I hadn't got all the pieces. And then in my 40s, I had a very on off, on off, on off relationship, and it was then that I really started understanding about endings and how endings are kind of like a new beginning so we often resist endings you know i used to hate i worked in the internet um sort of arena and you know i'd have a job for 12 months and then something would happen and the business would go bump and we'd all be looking for another job and i hated having to job hunt but i always found i was in a better place afterwards um but yeah i started looking at endings and how you go into this period called the void where your life seemed a bit on hold and you weren't moving forward you were you were almost held in a a holding pattern and it was then that you know doing my photography really came in because it was in that period that I got back into my flow I was doing creative things Um, I did a lot of decluttering as well which was another key thing And then you'd find that, you know, you'd have a new beginning and you could start moving on again. So it might be a new job or it just might be that, you know, you would got a fresh start and a new chapter. Um, So I started trying to put this into a sequence and I started to realise that every time we had one of these pivotal moments... At the end of it, when we'd come through that whole stage, we'd have a bit more appreciation of who we were. And I started calling that essence. So each time it was like another layer had been peeled off. You know, you go through all that vulnerability and, you know, if somebody's died, you're going through that grief and it's breaking you down to another level. And you start seeing, you know, who you really are and you start tapping into that essence. So I started stitching it all together and I kind of wrote um, an ebook about about um, the essence map. Um, and then, you know, I was working as a business advisor and it went on the back burner for a while. Um, but it was something that I felt was part of whatever it is I'm here to do. And I was meant to be helping people understand that this process. Um and so, you know, that was part of the the reason why I wanted to do my own thing. I wanted to be able to talk about this. And you know, living at a gentler pace is in the middle of the essence map because when we're busy and you know, you're working all the time and you don't have a minute to think and you don't have time to go and look at a tree or go and walk in, you know, down a lane or in a field. Um, You don't have time to reconnect to yourself. And so you're kind of, you're always on the essence map, but you're not really learning anything from it. So by having those times to step back and live at a slower pace you can actually reconnect more to yourself as well so that was you know where the two things mesh together
0: mm, no that's uh, that's really beautiful thank you for sharing that and it's um it speaks a lot to to what i am really experiencing now and what i want to help people with as well is this reconnection to yourself and mm. how really a lot of that is is i guess like you were sort of talking about there is is being present is being mindful and allowing yourself to to be here right now whether it is going out to look at a tree or whatever it is but just slowing down our our kind of busy minds our busyness and come back to us and then therefore like you said you peel away you're peeling away layers through this so is it um is the essence map a kind of toolkit as well is there anything that you could share that people could then use to help them go through these changes or reconnect to themselves
1: yeah i've I've done a few things i did um a couple of e-courses and groups last year where we went through 30 days of living at a gentler pace There are a couple of things on my website that people can have a look at. And there are different, I think, you know, there was something every day for 30 days. So there's lots of different things people can try. Um, But a lot of it is, I I started a podcast called A Daily Moment. And that was about um, just taking five minutes every day to go outside, however busy you were. Just having five minutes. And you know, if you work in a city and all you can see are buildings and look at the sky, um, you know, if you can only stand in your back garden, just go and look at your plants and just see how things are coming along, or look at a house plant. Um, it was that connection with nature that restores us, and I think you know, people don't understand how important it is a lot of the time. And I think, you know, I I kind of was deprived of that when I was working in day jobs where sometimes you didn't leave the office all day. Um, and I think this was why at weekends, it was a compulsion to go to the park. It felt like a sanctuary. And, you know, I'd be up really early on a Saturday morning and, I was watching the lights and as soon as it was light, I'd be out. Um, and I, I had to sort of make the most of that time. It was really important to just be able to spend all that time. And um, yeah, I think it's, we need that connection. Mm, yeah. So
0: obviously I'll link all this in the show notes below as well there, but I, I can really resonate with the connection to nature as well. I, I also find that incredibly powerful what do you think it is about nature that really I guess brings
1: us to this moment and brings us that to that connection well I think ultimately we are part of nature we're we're, we have this relationship with nature but I think the way that society is structured it divides us from nature but you know we're all we've always been a part of it you know if you go back to you know early man or stone age man they would have been in nature all the time they would have been dependent on nature and they would have been a part of it they'd have understood the cycles of nature and the seasons and you know it's we we live on this planet and it's nature is the whole of the planet and yeah, there's there's something about it that is so important to us, yet we're disconnected from it so much. And when you reconnect with it, it really starts to make a difference to you. I mean, it's like, you know, people think you're daft if you say go and hug a tree. But, you know, I used to go to the park and there was one tree in particular that I loved. And I'd go and stand. It had a sort of little bit where I could put my feet and I could lean against the back of it and I just used to stand underneath it you know even if it was raining because it had a canopy um and I just look out and I just stand there for ages and just there was some connection um you know if you put your hand on a tree you can feel it being warm or you can get some sort of energetic pulse from it um but it's having the time to do that and just allowing yourself to have that connection. Mm, it's uh, so interesting you should say that because I do exactly
0: the same thing every day. I have a tree that I go to in a little, a little. <laughs> it's genuinely a little coppice near me in the housing estate. So you know it, it. Doesn't like you said it can be difficult when you live in cities but you can find that time but yeah I go to this tree every day I put my back against it and I just look out and I tell myself oh I'm just going to go for a walk for five minutes you know that's my the busy brain and mm-hmm. then I get there and I can be there for half an hour sometimes longer and just just spend that time there and it's so nourishing yeah but I really liked as well that you mentioned about you know, just, just starting with five minutes, starting with these kind of ways that you can fit it into your schedule. It mm. doesn't have to be that we go for a five-hour hike every day. It's about bringing it into our daily lives. Maybe that is just looking at a house plant, but I maybe shouldn't even say just looking at it. it's It's looking at a houseplant and that's a really mm. beautiful thing that mm. we can do. Um, just as we're wrapping up, I just wondered if you could share, if you've got any other kind of little daily habits that you found
1: that have really helped you reconnect with yourself. Um, I think probably the main one is journaling or writing in my notebooks. Um, Years ago, I read The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron, and she famously talks about morning pages. I don't necessarily do those all the time, but, um, you know, writing in my journal or my favourite thing really is going to a cafe on my own getting a a nice latte, having my notebook, I love fountain pens, I've always got a fountain pen with me and just having that time to sit and write and kind of decompress a little bit and you know sometimes I might be thinking about a post I want to write, other times it might just be things that are on my mind that I want to get out onto paper. The other thing I do as well, I've got a typewriter and um, a manual one and that's really great for kind of sitting there and venting and typing up what's on you on your mind um not everybody's got a typewriter I know but yeah I think um writing um and just allowing whatever's in your head to come out I think it's it's very therapeutic. Mm, yeah I'm also a massive fan of journaling
0: and I like the way that you shared there that you know people might be listening to this and thinking well you're a writer you want to write but actually it's not just about creating whatever content it is you're creating it's also about helping you process isn't it helping you um, or even I do the same. I go to a cafe and who knows what will come up, but sometimes an inspiration will come in and you've no idea what's going to go down on the paper. And there's something really, really beautiful about that. So. Um, so, yeah, I'm really glad that you shared that. It, You know, it can help more than just sitting down to, to, to write a story, for yeah. example, it is about it's about helping process as well mm. so that's really great um so yeah just as we're finishing uh would you mind just sharing with our audience where it is that they can find you of course all this will be linked in the show notes but is there
1: anywhere in particular that you are based um well i've got nicolafisherwriter.com that takes people to my substack and there are links there to other places that i write as well and i'm mostly on social media at nicolafisherwriter Nicola Fisher Writer, lovely. That's great. I like that you've got everything in one place. So it's uh, I try. Nice yeah. <laughs> <The> <laughs> no, only, that's really good. The only one I couldn't do was Twitter because it's you don't have enough characters. So that's N Fisher Writer. All oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> you do your best, don't you? Yeah. <laughs>
0: well thank you very much Nicola for coming on the show sharing your knowledge sharing about your journey and the essence map and and everything else so thank you very much for being here it's
1: been a pleasure no thanks for having me it's been a lovely conversation
0: Hey everybody, before you go I have recorded a surrender meditation which is perfect for anyone who is feeling a lot of resistance in their life, feeling tension in their body and struggling to relax and find calm. It is also great for you if you're feeling lost, directionless, maybe as though you lack purpose and it's a short recording that you can use every day to release this tension and learn to go with the flow. If you'd like to receive this all you need to do is write an honest review about the podcast, screenshot this review and send it to rebeccaguy at live.co.uk and I will send a meditation straight over to your inbox. Everything will be linked in the show notes below. I hope you enjoyed the episode and see you next week.